Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Racing. How about that? Instead of Mel Hamilton oh. Ford, Josh. We there we go. Nick, you think that's all right to say Mel Hamilton Ford? Or we got to say uh, Mel Hamilton Ford? Mel Hamilton. Uh, my Mel Hamilton. There you go. Hey, anyway, Hamilton. we are live from Hartman Arena for the arena cross that happened last night. Had yep. some good action out here last night out here. And again, tonight out at Hartman Arena. So we're going to be live here. Soon we'll have Jay Reynolds on board. He is the promoter for the arena cross that we've been following all over the country and sponsoring with Mel Hamilton Racing. And before we get started, everybody, if you haven't looked, we've already opened up a new Facebook page. It's just Mel Hamilton Racing. Jump over on Facebook like that. We've got a contest for this Haas RC car, giving it away. All you got to do is like the post, comment, and share your favorite racetrack, favorite race car driver, whatever it is, and we will uh, – Put you in a drawing for that. So uh, jump over to Mel Hamilton. Yeah, I got Scott. I got a better. That's why I was hard to put it up there. I didn't want to lock that, Josh. That's why. Well, you're you're fine. But anyway, it is what it is. Jump over to the new Mel Hamilton Racing Facebook page. Check out the video and uh, like, comment, and share. Comment your favorite racer or your favorite racetrack to be entered in the drawing to win. Uh, this Haas 4x4 Traxxas with the battery kit. Um, $560, retail $560 retail value. So, so very easy uh, to giving that away soon. But anyway, hey, this call-in show is always 316-462-3673. Uh, yeah, we don't have at the bottom of the screens. We don't block our logos, Josh, but that's so okay. I was uh, trying, trying to, to edit yeah, that thing out a little bit. I was trying to be tech, tech on the fly and put it over in the corner. I know you can do it. <laughs> I just, uh, Gus... <laughs> yes. Yeah, where's our at? IT guy? Where is a good IT guy when you need him, right? Yeah. We got a pretty good one. But uh, anyway, good morning, James Furman. How you doing, buddy? Hope everything's good with you and uh, from that part. So anyway, Mel Hamilton Racing Facebook page. That's also an Instagram page. We haven't done much with Instagram yet, but we will get there shortly. From that part, again, all you got to do is like, comment, share the post, and win this Haas 4x4 complete car ready to go and the box 400 and 79 on the car, but it's $506 retail value with the batteries and everything else, too. So, hey, it's calling show 316-462-3673. The number rolls right into the front desk at Mel Hamilton Ford. Tell me you want to get passed into the podcast with your question, comment, question, anything at all you want to talk about in the racing world from that part or anything that's ailing your car. That's what this show started out to be, Josh, but it's that, kind of braced yeah, out in all kinds of junk stuff and everything else, too. So, uh, anyway, we're out here live at Hartman Arena, and Jordan Whitehead with Chandler Nance is cooking breakfast for everybody, courtesy of Mel Hamilton Racing. So that's what some of the smoke you see in the background here. Yep. We should have uh, we should have some samples coming up here any minute. So uh, Nick's hungry. Oh, you think so? I'm you always hungry. I'm, I'm the fat guy of the group. Okay, <laughs> give me a break. But hey, let's step out of the let's step out of the picture oh, the for view. a moment, just a second, and let's show everybody the yeah, racetrack if you can see it. So they've got a pretty awesome track built right here inside the Hartman Arena. I was here for a little bit last night and. Uh, Watch these guys get running and watch the first couple of races. And, man, let me tell you, the track's tight. It makes for some awesome excitement, and uh, you don't want to miss it. So Honestly, make sure yeah. you get out here tonight and check it out. And looking around here, that doesn't appear that there is a bad seat in the house. There is not you know, a bad seat in the house. I don't think you could pick a bad one. So, 
So, yeah, we're going to get the promoter, Jay Reynolds, on board here just a little bit. He's, uh, I'm sure he's busier, and you know what, getting things ready to go for tonight again, night two out here at Hartman Arena. Uh, races start at 7 o'clock, so you don't want to miss it. Lots of, like you said, Josh, great seats and everything else, too, from that part. So, uh, hey, it's a call-in show. We want to get to talking to you about it, and you want to talk about anything in the automobile world, anything ailing your car, but if you want to talk about what's going on here at Hartman Arena, 316-462-3673. That's the number to dial up, and it looks like they're bringing some of Jordan Whitehead's breakfast over here. All right. Josh, I'm sure your boys are hungry too aren't they all right let's see what we got bring it up here oh okay over bring here. it over here <laughs> bring it bring it right over here here we go here comes the favorite oh you just bought a whole pile of stuff brought a whole pile of stuff look at what that think about that josh there you go tell your boys going to get some of that food well, they got plates and all so come on yeah so we got uh courtesy of chandler dan's we got uh, some bacon shouldn't say courtesy of chandler dan's it's chandler dan's cooked it mel hamilton racing paid for all the yeah. food and everything else to cook the food and up stuff too so i hope the how is it nick pretty much try that Try that bacon, Josh. Try bacon. Um, ah, come on, you got to try some right bacon, now. Josh. Yep, I'm, I'm right. good for right now. But so, uh, yeah, so the General Tires Arena Cross Outlaws is uh is what this is. So, did you guys get something to eat? Yeah. Huh? Did you? Yeah, All right. dive okay. in there, boys. Yeah. Eat it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, looks like some steak and eggs, and some bacon, some scrambled eggs, and some hash browns. So it looks very good to do. So come on, Cole, get you, get in here. Let's get after it. <laughs> Let's get after Josh won't have anything, but he'll have no. some eventually, right? Maybe, maybe later. Yeah, it smells good. I, I will tell you say what, that. Jordan, he, he can make steak now. <laughs> Look at Nick, he's just getting after he's, Nick. He's gonna diving make it right in right there. So, anyway, hey, it's Colin Show 316 462 3673. Love to hear from you. Hey, good morning, Delbert Art. How you doing, buddy? Josh, what's in the package for each and every caller? As I see what old Darable's got up his sleeve this morning. So, again, uh, goes out to each and every caller. Uh, Whatever question you may have, or if you just want to talk automotive or something about uh, Arena Cross or uh, anything going on at the store for Mel Hamilton Racing, uh, it goes out to each and every color, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related stuff, making sure that uh, your vehicle is ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also get yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're with us uh, at the big corner, as well as complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. Anyway, uh, so let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you and everything else like that. And uh, as we're getting the mic set up here real quick, we'll get things dialed in here real fast. And uh, so here we have Jay Reynolds. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic, from Phil. General Nick, Tire how are you guys? Doing very well. This is Josh. He's our service director. Puts the show on with me, and fantastic. So he missed him. You? He was in the store yesterday. Oh, okay. Stuff too. So you were, you know, naturally yeah, sitting somewhere. behind your desk uh -huh. with your feet up, not doing anything <laughs> uh, from that part. So Jay, it looks fun. It looks exciting. Uh, tell our listeners everything. How how did last night go? Oh, last night was fantastic. Um, we had a, a really really great crowd. Of course, uh, Saturday night usually ends up being double that. If if the crowd is double what it was last night, we'll be close to a sellout. Oh, very good. So um, the racers, the racing was so intense. It was amazing. Um, it was it was just really really cool. The General Tire Arena Cross, uh, presented by Geico and locally presented by Mill Hamilton Ford um, Racing, has been. Uh, 
has been going on um, this year has been the biggest year we've ever had. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we're a pro-am series, so that means that we're a pro and amateur series combined. Um, that has a, a lot of – that's kind of the industry buzz right now with what we're doing. Um, there's other series out there that focus only on pros, right, which is totally cool. Um, but what the, what seri- what people like and everything um, – from a sponsor standpoint, a lot of times is that they, uh, that the people that actually buy the stuff, a lot of times pros are, we pay pros to be here, right? A lot of times, right. Or, or sponsors do or that kind of thing, but we actually have the amateurs in there. That's who buys the product. Right. So Mike, my question would be then to you. And again, I'm, I know I can ride a two wheel thing, but that's about all I know about Mm -hmm. them. Okay. Mm -hmm. But is this a way for these amateurs to leap into the next level? Absolutely. We call it the road to Supercross. Okay. And uh, for example, our top Not rider, to interrupt you again, yeah. sorry, but what's the difference between arena cross and Supercross? Love that question. So arena cross is we come into a smaller stadium, okay, okay. much like the um, the Hartman Arena here. And, um, and then we haul in 150 dump truck loads of dirt. 150 uh, of them. Huh? 150, <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. Yep. 150 dump truck loads of dirt. And we create a really, you know, we create the track. Um, we've got a 10 year track builder that is just an expert. That's all he does is build tracks. And, um, he's been doing it from year for years. But anyway, the difference between supercross, supercross being the top level of indoor motocross that's in the world and arena cross is just simply the size size. So, okay. yeah, so they use, so supercross typically uses Anaheim where, uh, you know, a football stadium, okay. um, a football, um, a large football stadium where they will have uh, probably close to a thousand load trump dump truck loads of dirt, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, to cover it and do everything. Whereas we're at about 145, so we come into hockey arenas, large equestrian arenas, and uh, and then build out, and that's how we build our series. The series running from November. It's a very tight window um, from November to uh, to the beginning of February. That makes sense. Very yeah, makes sense. Anyway, so, Jay, this is a – it still started out to be a call-in show about what happened, something you didn't understand about your car, and Josh and I would diagnose your problem. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the show branched into all kinds of different things. So sometimes we get callers that's going to ask you questions. No, sometimes I'm sure. <laughs> asking Josh and I what's going on with their car. I love it. Or who knows what kind of questions yeah. we're going to get in this world. Sometimes so. we may look at each other and see who they are asking. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's, uh, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Colin. Colin, you're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Okay, guys, love the show. I've been a fan for years, listened to you guys a long time, and uh, always entertained. But here's a good one for you. Okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, I decided to destroy my right front tire by hitting something I never saw. And when they replaced it, I noticed that the whole thing needed an alignment. So I took it to a place to have it aligned, and they told me that the tie rods were busted, needed to be fixed. So I replaced those, and then they aligned it. And somehow along the way, the power steering all drained out. And then the guy tells me that there's a problem in the rack and pinion. I need your advice. Gotcha. So I think that's a question for Jay. So we'll let him take that. And then, uh, no. Okay. So Colin, what I think uh, potentially may be happening is if you, uh, I don't, I missed the first part of it, but it sounded like maybe you hit a curb or something like that or uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Along those lines. But basically that, I mean, you very could have, uh, because those tie rod ends are linked to the rack and pinion, uh, from that side. And if it, the impact of something was that good, you could have broke the, the rack and pinion on it as well. It could have cracked it 
um, or along those lines, especially if it bent the tie rod ends, if it was uh, good enough to do that. So uh, I do believe that there could definitely be a connection there. Uh, and then it, maybe it just took a little while longer uh, of you driving the vehicle for that to, to expose itself for sure. That also caused the uh, power steering fluid to drain out, which has happened. Yeah. So that ra the steering rack and pinion uh, that is controlled unless it's an electric crack uh, but it doesn't sound like in this particular situation is controlled by hydraulic power steering fluid and so yeah it would uh, if it was damaged in a way it could have certainly uh, caused the fluid to leak out yeah because i'm driving a tank right now trying to make turns yeah those uh um, the cars without uh when they when they need power steering they need power steering and if you don't have them yes, it makes all do. the difference in the world for sure i'm getting a good upper body workout um so what <laughs> What's, what's recommended here so you know uh for calling into the show we're going to mail you out a package but we'll be more than happy to add a diagnostic diagnostic onto that package as well take a look at uh, the vehicle and just let you know exactly you know what's going on or what what all's needed uh to get it fixed up and back on the road but the other thing i wouldn't drive that car very long without the power steering because you're running that okay. pump dry uh and it's running off the drive belt so you're you're probably going to end up doing more damage than than good if it's not something that's tended to pretty quick. Okay, I really appreciate it. I'll take care, take that advisement. So we'll get uh, we'll get that diagnostic out of you onto your package and uh, take a look at that thing and just see exactly what all's what all's needed to get you fixed up. Okay. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for calling in. Okay, so anyway, 316-462-3673. Hey, that's the number to dial in and uh, anything you want to talk about. But uh, today we're at Hartman Arena, and if you want to talk to Jay Reynolds about what's happening out here at Hartman Arena or a question about Arena Cross like I've got or Supercross, whatever, he's he's the expert and knows all that stuff. So, Jay, I'll kick it back over to you again. So last night we had a great show, I guess. Yep. And uh, tonight again, 7 o'clock, correct? Absolutely. Doors open at 6. Uh, the real cool thing is this, this is like uh, – if People are like, what is Arena Cross like? Well, it's like a PBR, right? Professional bull riding, only we've yep. got steel motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? So yeah. our top-level athletes, uh, which is our pro class, you're going to witness, um, if you like motorcycles or dirt bike riding or entertainment, right now we've got a guy named Michael Hicks, okay? okay. Michael Hicks is out of St. Louis. He's a great, I call him a kid. He's 22 years old. His future is really, really bright. He's the fastest man right now in the world um he's he really, really is he is literally the fastest man and i'll tell you why okay. he's the fastest man in the world in this type of racing um he's won out three times in our series he'll win this series he'll win again <laughs> he'll be four-time champion okay okay he goes to the we have a competing series another series that's out there that's very good series and he go went there. He beat everybody there. Their champion, all their everybody they could throw at him. They even inverted the start, which is by their design, right? Comes from the back, and he beat everybody. Really? He timed in a second faster than the bet than their best. Um, he timed in probably a half a second on this nineteen second, which is a lot. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, half a second and in, in one a nineteen second. And nineteen second. That's pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. And how many laps will they go? Uh, they'll do 14 laps in the main event. So he's figured that out. He's going to be seven seconds ahead of everybody else. <laughs> he lapped up to fourth place last night of a 15 lap. Wow. Of a 15 lap. Wow. And, and if you saw, and if you saw that, it was you get into lap traffic by lap four. That means he's got 10 laps of navigating. It's like a video game. Everybody, he's got. He'll look down that rhythm line and he'll see five bikes. And these are very talented riders. Okay. Yeah. 
This is the pro class. This is the best of the best. I mean, we have 300 racers here, That's what and there's only 15 of them that are are good enough to be in the pro class. So anyway, so he comes around the corner and he looks and he's trying to navigate and weave his way through five of these guys jumping in the air, doing a double triple. There's different combos. They can triple in, they can double in and then triple out. And he's going to, he's so fast that he's going to pass them uh, within Probably a line. Yeah. Huh? Probably in the air too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Moving it through the air. So, uh, it's a it's a sight to see, and you can witness. You literally can witness that tonight right here in Wichita. Yeah. And those Hoosier motocross tires definitely help give him an advantage too. Well, they do absolutely. Uh, Hoosier came on the scene. Um, I think we were the first series ever um, to have them as a as a sponsor. You know, to have them in our series. Um, they uh, they were actually tested. They were testing the tires in our series. This was three or four years ago. Hoosiers come on. Um, not only who's your tire to your, to your, you know, to the circle track scene, which we know is very prolific and everything. Um, um, but, uh, but in the motocross scene, they've come on in a really, really big way. Yeah. What, uh, what is this? I mean, our th third year with, with the motorcycles. Um, you know, I really kind of, I think they probably, I think they started the program about five years ago, but you know, it was, you know, I kind of look at the Hoosier motocross program, kind of like the Hoosier go-kart tire program. You know, I was kind of around when the, when the Hoosier cart tire program started to come along and get really big and, you know, and I mean, and Hoosier was kind of the smaller company at the time competing with the Dunlop and the Burris and the Maxis tires, you know, in cart racing and, you know, through development and, you know, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, so, and through the development, Hoosier then has kind of become the leader in the cart tire world for, you know, a lot of these series that are still, you know, on an open tire. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the motocross, uh, world, we're really kind of starting to see the same thing where, you know, we're competing with, you know, these big conglomerate brands, the Maxis and the Dunlop, but Hoosier has developed a superior product that the guys that are on these tires are the top performers in the series that they're in. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, this Michael Hicks is. Uh, let's go back up to a minute. This is race. Have how many of the series again? Oh, uh, this is stop number seven of eight. So we've had fourteen. This will be night number fourteen. Night number fourteen. So yep. some races you have like tonight, like being here, you have two nights of races. Correct. Yeah. So it was like last night a qualifier for tonight. No, nope. nope. complete so, show. Yeah. So exactly. So we found it to be best. So Friday and Saturday night are identical shows. Um, they have identical entertainment. We've got the craziest man in moto being Ronnie Mack here. We've got uh, four-time Guinness World Record holder. Um, Brian Jackson uh, here who has wheelied um, all these different places. He's done the most amount of circle wheelies on a three-wheeler. Um, he's got, he actually has four Guinness world records and those aren't easy to, to get. <laughs> he, he'll actually wheelie the whole track and not even dab his foot down uh, over these big jumps. Kind of like something you can do, right, Josh? <laughs> I mean, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but to your point, yeah, yeah. same, same. Uh, last night was, a was, is the same show that you see tonight and to the racers, it's also a separate point series. So to, yesterday had the same amount of points as today does. Okay, so let's go another step. It's a point series. You go up to the den to the champion, the crown of champions at the last race. Correct. What kind of money can a racer make? one of these or what kind is it a good or is it just a strictly a points deal to well, no, move no, yourself on up no the pros uh 
in it's interesting because I race circle track uh, cars too, and you yeah. get paid a little bit whenever you go. A I little bit, uh, yes. it's not a lot, but you get paid some. Um, in motocross, the way that that is set up, an amateur cannot make money. Okay, makes sense. Okay, he can make contingency money through factories, but okay. he can't be paid money through a promoter. Yeah, um, or he loses his amateur status. Then he's got to move into the pro status. And then he's got to move up to the pro status. So okay. back to your point, what can they make? We put we actually pay out over a hundred thousand, okay, for throughout the throughout the uh, 16, series, sixteen race series okay. plus plus a purse, and um, and then contingency factory contingency. So if I race for Yamaha or if I'm racing a Yamaha bike, then they actually pay a contingency back. Okay. Um, for in each in each manufacturer does that. You can make quite a bit. They make they make win bonuses through their sponsors, through their gear, through their gear yep. and that type of thing. So um, they're probably looking at a four to five. I mean, they're probably they're probably running. Uh, you know, they're going to make four to five thousand dollars a weekend if oh, uh, really? on a, a, at a top level. Yeah. Well, that's 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 more than I thought it would be. So that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, as they get off, so how many classes will you run here tonight? Thirty. Wow. 30 classes. So our heat races. Okay. And then heat races have to be broken down to divisions, right? Because we have a 12-man yeah. gate, and we want to make sure that everybody has a front gate. A, a, a Chance, a, yeah. A good, a good, now, in mains, you may do, be double stacked. Um, more or less, you may have a back row start if you didn't qualify good enough in the heat races. Yeah. So uh, so we'll do over. We'll do right at 60 races in our in our two o'clock qualifying format just in the amateurs oh really okay and so then, let's back up to a minute so i thought everything started at seven o'clock so really it starts at two o'clock today well okay so we do our amateur qualifying right okay so we run all our amateur heat races um uh amateur so the whole program start runs like this so um noon noon is practice for amateurs two o'clock is two o'clock is amateur qualifying or heat races LCQs, last chance qualifiers or semi semis yep. in the in the circle track world would run at four. Okay. And um, and then at five we do pro qualifying. So now we've got all the all of the amateurs have been uh, have gotten their place to where they're gonna go into the main event. The main event is where the points and the money and the contingency is paid. Okay. That's that's for the amateurs. And then they, then we combine we take all those amateur heat uh, main events and they're in the night show with uh with the whole pro program so the pros go all the way through their heat races lcqs and their main events between seven and ten at night and then you have 30 30 amateur main events spread in between all of that so if i want to come watch can i come at two o'clock and watch you absolutely can okay. you can come uh if you're doing that don't buy a ticket for the for, for the front gate if you have we can simply upgrade you for five dollars on the back um with, yep. with a pit pass as you know in the circle track world yep and um so uh but just come to that park in the front walk around to the back they'll sell you a pit pass and a pit pass is the same as a, it's a general admission seating there as you can see there's not a yeah. bad bad seat in this place yeah. it's amazing yeah. so um that's your ticket to get in also so okay. yes everybody can come in that's a come and go it's an all-access pass it's called a pit pass Sweet. So I was thinking it was just seven o'clock to come race. So Josh, you got to get your boys be here. Make it happen. Make it yeah. happen. Be here. One other th interesting yeah. thing. Speaking of that, getting your boys that reminded me. So they've in the last three or four years, uh, this company called Stasic, who's not a sponsor, but they've made a really cool product, and it's a Strider bike for kids who are between about the ages of three and six, and it's gotten kids started in the two wheel world and you know in dirt bikes and just having fun because it's an electric bike. Sure, it's an okay. electric Strider bike with a throttle. It's um, but anyway, we do a free Stasic kids race at six thirty 
each day. All you got to do, if you come in, you either need a ticket or a pit pass, and you guys just bring bring the helmet and the kid on the Stasic bike, the Strider, it's completely free. They're going to run two laps all the way around this big old track. They're going to go they're going to go through the Geico catapult. They're going to go through the Race Tech rockers. They're going to do, they're going to go all the way around that track twice. They do very well at it, and uh, we just have a blast. Very cool. Okay, well, yeah, Josh, yeah. your boys are out if it's yeah. three to six. Yeah. But Nick, <laughs> hold on a minute. Let's get this going. <laughs> the wheels are turning. So, do the bikes are the bikes provided, or do we have to bring a bike? You have to bring a bike. Okay, I don't well, have a bike. Well, yeah. we can. Get, where can we buy one? Because we're going to get one. Ever's going to get on the front of the bike. I, I, I do um, another sponsor, Bees Moto Lab, yep. one of our sponsors. I believe I saw one in there. All right, All right. let's go see. There's Moto Lab. Let's grab you a bike. Oh, his mother's gonna. Kill I know me. we can get a helmet. I know we can get all the goggles <laughs> yeah. and everything I've else got from some that. Helmets for you. See, so, yep. <laughs> we are ready to go. Make it to Neps by now. I know. She don't need to know. She's not watching. She's probably probably she'll find out when she gets home. <laughs> well, t- when you get home, she'll find out. Yeah, yeah. I know. After you take pictures all of right. the event, when you get home, then yeah. you show her the picture. All right. <laughs> we'll happen. make this happen. But that is true. That is what you have to do in, in every kind of sport you're at. We've got to get the kids involved. you got to mm-hmm. start them there, get them in the groove, get things going and stuff like that. So that's very cool that you have that for the young riders, the young kids to get involved and stuff like that. Because I i don't know, Josh, I know your boy's got a couple bikes, and uh, I think this would be, to me, this would be entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Phil, to your point of getting kids. So right after that, then we start kids at at five years old. Actually, it's as young as four. So we've got the 50 CC class. That's probably one of our biggest classes. We have five classes that encompass everything from an air cooled class to a 50 CC senior, which just means it's a 50 CC motorcycle with a with a wheel size. KTM makes them, um, you know, KTM gas gas and um, Cobra. These different manufacturers make them. These kids are amazing. They're actually some of them are hitting the rhythm section, doing a double double um, through the rhythm sections and that kind of thing. But we've got over, I think we've got over 50 of our racers are that classification from four to six right now um, in here tonight. Come yeah. on, Nick. And that's one of the crowd favorites. Too. And when he says they're amazing, what he means is they can beat us on motorcycles <laughs> out there. Is what he means. That's probably no doubt. Yeah. That is no doubt. Yeah. So uh, that would be fun to watch too. And Nick, I can't wait to see what or wherever it places. All right. Yeah. Yeah, see, he's kind of getting a little weak on us, I think. <laughs> I think if I bet if I talked to Everett, I bet he'd be ready to go. Yeah, I bet he would, too. <laughs> so, well, very good. Very so, good. anyway, 316-462-3673. Hey, it's a call-in show. we got Jay Reynolds, a promoter for the Arena Cross out here at Hartman Arena again tonight. They had a fantastic night last night, so it'll be fun to see how everything goes tonight. So, you don't want to miss it. Uh, if you want to come out this afternoon and buy a pit pass on the backside, you can do that. Or be out here before 7 o'clock to jump in. And and what's it cost, Jay, for if I come at 7 o'clock? Yeah, or so, six o'clock or whatever it might be. I need to be. I in believe here. it. I believe a ticket's uh, twenty three dollars, okay. and then a kid's is eighteen or nineteen. Somewhere there. Okay. Yeah, it's something. It's something like that. If they go to the back and they do want that pit pass experience, then it's twenty five dollars. Well, I, I tell you, that's that's part of the fun of seeing the racers, yeah. meet the racers, watch sure. them in action back there, and all that kind of stuff. And too. Speaking of that, we should work we on should, their dirt bikes and all that yeah. stuff. Yep. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and find. Speaking of meeting the racers, we're gonna bring on national champion Michael. Michael Lessie. Okay. okay. And um, so he's going to be here uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to find him for the show real quick. Gotcha. Um, he's uh he's been racing. He's been, he was Nash. He was number two ranked in Supercross at one time in his career. Okay. Um, he is uh, still out here having a blast. He's got a, he's, he's kind of the elder statesman now he's 34. 
Yeah. And still, last night he plays consistently second place. I think he was second and third all night long. So, um, anyway, I'm going to have to go find him. Okay. So he go can find be a guest him, on the Jay. show. Love to have him on the show and okay. everything else like that, too. Any last thoughts or anything before you take off and bring Michael back? Oh, just excited. Excited to be um, involved with Mel Hamilton Ford. I, I can't. That's not just a. That's just not a pitch out. Um, yeah. That's an honest. That's an honest thing. I think that this community, um, after after just seeing what's going on, I ask. Uh, I asked Nick a real. I thought a a question. I said, "What?" After seeing what was going on there, I asked Nick. I said, "What does Mel Hamilton Ford do to keep the? I see morale is and and just and just the attitude of the employees was just way up here." And I travel all around the Midwest, right? I tell you, I travel at least ten states in the in that in that and see all kinds of different companies. And he said, "Man, it's just it starts with uh, with Lisa with Lisa, and and it's just the uh, it's just the 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 it's it's the morale. It's it's just what's imposed. It's, I just saw really 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 good things yeah. that that were going on there, and I don't know how to put it into words at the moment, but I get it. But the point is, is that I think this community should be very excited to have a dealership like this. It, we, we're in Springfield, Missouri, and we have good dealerships, but we don't have anything that has that you walk in and it's like exciting. It's like yep. a, it's a vanilla experience where you've got car salesmen trying to sell you cars, and 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 then you and you walk out and you don't really and you're trying to figure out how not to have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you're really trying to figure out how can I not have to experience that again? And I don't think that that happens at, at that experience is what's going on where you're at. I walk in and you've got a full you've got you've got like this where you can eat and drink things. You know, I mean. You, yeah. you, you've got all these things that are going on you've got the race race cars around that's really cool you've got old nostalgic cars there all this stuff so i just think the community is really excited should be really excited to have that and uh, that's kind of what i will leave with and i'll go find michael essie go find michael and uh, and uh, get him on here and stuff and excited to be part of with you and your group uh this has been fun i know every time tyler comes back and uh, he's excited what he's been out each weekend where he's been with you guys and everything else yeah. too and uh excited to have tyler with us that's for sure yeah. uh, out there representing us with you and all your series and stuff but i'm telling you what i'm more excited after now that i've seen you know I, well, I have so many irons in the fire it's crazy and i can't keep track of everything where everything's at all the time sometimes too but now that i see what we got involved here i can't wait for us when you're finished up with this season to sit down in your off season and plan how we can blow this up 10 times more than what we did this year. Absolutely. So. Very, very good. Thanks for having me on, Phil yeah, and yep. guys. And um, and I'm going to go find Mike. He's a be great, great. He'll, he'll be a great. Everybody, you want to stick around and listen because Mike's <laughs> awesome, dude. See what he's got to say. Yeah, Jay, thanks, buddy. We'll yep. talk to awesome. you soon. So next, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have another special guest come on here. Yeah. As um, we get him set up, Josh, we got a few boys. Yeah, we do. do. So I we've think, got uh, some guys <laughs> like to be a little little sassy here. I guess is what I should say, Josh. Rick wants you to sit down on the railing, so, so you're not. Yeah, so, to, he I, thinks you're too tall or something. I had to sit, so He's I was trying seen. to be funny. Yeah, but then yes. also uh, we were talking, or uh, I think we're being, we're supposed to get on mini bikes. <laughs> We got guys that are willing to drive across the state to see that. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, Rex. I will park it in the first corner, guaranteed. Guaranteed. I, I, I might do too, but I'm gonna get my butt back up I'll and be, get going again. I'll beat you to the first corner. But well, I'll park there's there. no competition here either. We get after. Okay, we're going to join up here with our chef, Jordan Whitehead. Jordan, uh, got some food set in here. I've had a little taste of some stuff, and it's terrible. Will you be the flag guy <laughs> to our race? Absolutely, I'll be, be the, the what? 
the flag guy to our No, race. he's no. going to be on a bike too. Yeah, just just a correction. The food is absolutely not. That's the best one. <laughs> you know it is. It's the best. Stink I was kidding. I know. I'm just saying. Well, you know. I was kidding, but we're going to have to, after the show, I hope you got some left. We're going to have to go down and get some hot food. Yeah, this has been good. We've been sampling all. <laughs> I shouldn't say we. We should be saying yeah. Nick. I don't know you, but I, I've been watching you stuff that bacon like, <laughs> Nobody likes like it was the last it. pig on earth for a minute. Well, I get you. So anyway, yeah, Rex, you're really, really, really funny, but that's okay. So what did you make this morning? Well, we did a New York strip steak marinated. We did some uh, eggs. We did some some country potatoes, biscuits, um, and a little bit of bacon. So uh, yeah. uh, just a, you know, a classic Midwest breakfast, if you will, that everyone loves. And we, you know, Mel Hamilton, they don't do anything, anything. Halfway. It's not over the top. I was, I was going to say halfway, but I couldn't think of the, the term I couldn't use on the radio. But, yeah, yeah they don't do anything halfway. So, <laughs> of, course, of course, they, of course they uh, you know, they went with the steak and eggs breakfast. And so uh, we were happy to get out here and glad we could knock it out of the park for you guys. Yeah, and I hope uh, you're down over there in the tunnel, and I can't see you. I hope the racers are all enjoying that and getting out there and stuff, too. I was a little bit worried. on We kind of did this kind of last minute and hoping everybody got the word out there and knowing the, the food was there for everybody and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, no, they they hit it like a pack of vultures over there. It was it was good. Okay, it was good. They liked it. Yeah, they were lined up ready to go at eight thirty right when we had it ready, and um, yeah, they they got after it. So good well, deal. Good. So hey, three one six four six two three six seven three. Love to hear from you. Anything going on in the automobile world? Anything ailing your car? What the show's mainly about. But again, we get out and travel around all different places, and it's fun, exciting with all of our sponsors and stuff too. But again. Out here at Hartman Arena for the Arena Cross. Had a great night last night. And, again, if you want to come out this afternoon and buy a pit pass, come in the back gate. I don't remember what he said, 25 bucks. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, like Something that. like that. Or come out here. Be I'd be out here if I was going to sit in the sands and watch. I'd be out here about 6, 630 and uh, get geared up and watch the, the fun and exciting races they're going to have. Going to be from about 7 to 10 is kind of what Jay said, too. So don't want to miss it. Uh also sitting in front of us, you see the Haas 4x4 car. Uh, <clears throat> as much as big as Mel Hamilton Racing has gone, we have now branched off and made its own Facebook page. And I'm going to tell you guys, it was hard for me to do that because I didn't want to split our audiences up uh, from Mel Hamilton Ford to Mel Hamilton Racing. But it is time. Mel Hamilton Racing has grown so big. We need to have a separate audience for we can talk about just what's going on in the racing world. And we've got to have the other Facebook page to talk strictly about what's going on at Mel Hamilton Ford. So jump over to Mel Hamilton Racing Facebook page. Like, comment, share. This post of this Haas 4x4. And Josh, don't you have a couple of those? I do. Uh, Are they yeah. in one piece right now, though? So, my boys, so there are a couple of my boys and then a couple of their friends uh, have them. And so far, we've, we've, uh, we've broke some stuff, but nothing really. I, I think I've broke more at the control than they have. <laughs> so, <laughs> my so son's disintegrated, disintegrated against the side of the barn about. 15 seconds yeah. after he so bought it. So we actually, uh, <laughs> one night uh, I was looking around and I just somebody had said that the average uh, times of running, you can run it like 1.2 times and something will break yeah. on it yeah, from I, that side. But it's not because of the construction of the equipment. It's because of how it's treated because well, it's always how much further can I jump it? How much yeah. farther or faster can I go? Nothing can hit a brick yeah. wall at sixty. Yeah, break. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good for about twenty minutes before I have a, a failure that stops me for the day. <laughs> and so. then it's uh, what I will say about them though is I mean the pieces are uh, are relatively very inexpensive to to fix them. But then uh, the other side of that for for my point is the education that the kids are getting on what broke, why it's yep. broke. How do I fix it? How to fix it? Yeah. I mean, because it's relatively they're simple to fix. Yeah. There's really nothing complicated yeah. about it, uh, you know. 
that translates through so many things later on in life and yep. stuff like that. So, so it's an education. That's how I'm selling it. <laughs> well, that's, that's one way to look at it. I can promise you that. That's for sure. So trust me, I was in those stages yeah. years ago with these RC cars and everything else like that, too, and breaking and fixing and going and racing and everything else, too. So it is a lot of fun. But anyway, jump over to the Mountain Facebook page. I uh, did a post for this car. Just like, comment, and share that post. Like your favorite race car tr driver or track, we don't care. And next week, we're going to draw for this Haas car with a battery pack, everything ready to go, $560 value, and that's all you got to do is like the page, comment, share that post, and uh, we'll see who's going to be the lucky winner of that so car. My, so my question for Jordan is, are you ready for the race open house on February 18th? I cannot wait. We're going to cook up the best burgers and dogs you've ever That thing gets bigger every year. It's every year. going to so be huge. I don't even know how to plan for the numbers wise but it, it gets bigger every year and you know just to kind of comment on what phil said about the mel hamilton ford racing and everything you know as a race fan and a former racer mel hamilton ford racing has really woven itself into the fabric of motorsports it's it's where the cool kids hang out if you will like masilla valley transportation or rancho milagro like i don't even know what those are but i know the cool kids have it on their race car and that is what Mel Hamilton has become. It's a brand that people want it on their race car. They want to see what it's about. They want to come into the dealership. I've even noticed racers from out of state ordering their Ford vehicles and their tow, tow rigs from you guys just because, hey, they want to, They want the Mel Hamilton Ford logo on the back. I mean, you guys have done an awesome job branding that. And I don't know if it, you know, if it's a conglomerate, whose idea was behind it, but it is, as a, as a fan of motorsports, bravo, because uh, you know, it's what's keeping our sport alive. So, <clears throat> well, it takes a whole team to keep this thing moving and shaking and going with all different stuff. And it's just kind of like I walked in here this morning saying, where's this? Where's that? <laughs> we just have too many irons in the fire. But it is cool uh, for where we've taken Mel Hamilton Racing. I mean, when we first brought it into the play, into the dealership. Uh, Josh, you can vouch for this. The techs thought that I was spending more time on American uh, on the racing yeah. side than I was this, the shop side. And now I think everybody gets it of what it's done to bring more into the dealership and uh, more footprint into the dealership. But, uh, you know, we still fight that Ford Chevy thing. And that's kind of why Mel Hamilton Racing is now Mel Hamilton Racing, not Mel Hamilton Ford Racing and stuff. But again, we sell a lot of Chevy parts. We sell a lot of Chevy cars. We service a lot of Chevy cars and stuff, too. So I understand the love-hate with the Ford Chevy deal, but it's all racing. It's all all part of the part of the package and everything else. Too. I like to tell people we sell new Fords, and that's about as far as it goes. It's <clears throat> very true. Everything else is fair game. Everything else is fair game. So, And it's fun, too, Jordan, as we branched into different things. Like, we're here now with motocross, uh, the RC cars. And, uh, you know, first it started out as a kind of a – I mean, I will tell you, mostly it was started out as a dirt track. Mm -hmm. That went when we got into the drag, and then we got into RC cars. Now we're into motocross, and who knows what else we're yeah, going to no, get it's, into. It's motorsports in general. It's blanketed. And then you see that even street racers and tuners and all these guys, like I said, they want Mel Hamilton racing on their car. They – it's where the cool kids hang out. That's the best way I can describe it. It's where the cool kids hang out. What are you doing here then? Come on, buddy. Take a little tease and take a little oh, teaser man. out here. So, uh, yeah, Jordan, hey, thanks for cooking with us and everything else today. I uh, appreciate that. And uh, you always bring some good food to us and everything else, yeah. too. And, we uh, always, we're always talking about Chandler Dan's and how good it is. And this is this is the man right here. So Chandler and Dan are my sons. So Oh, very cool. So, anyway, you cook all over, not just with us, but oh, yeah. you have all different things and stuff, too. But you'll cater people's houses and oh, everything, sure. too, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. everybody's looking for somewhere to go. Yeah. Jordan, you took care of Ellie at her uh, graduation party at my house. Did a fantastic job there, too. So, uh if you're looking for somebody to cater some good food or whatever, you need to call Jordan Whitehead and let him take care of you. Yeah, we got to eat, so call me. <laughs> That's kind of like cars and trucks. That's why I like it. And, you, and you're going to eat good, guaranteed. So, <laughs> so 
anyway, it looks like Jay is back yep. with it's Michael. With uh, Mike Alessi. Mike. So. I could probably outmoto across that guy, honestly, if we're being, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Okay, did you hear that? Yeah, I'm going to go get some bikes ready. <laughs> I'd, cut the, I'd cut the corner there and go right to the finish line. And that's okay, here's I'd... here's what I'm gonna tell you. He's gonna he might out Mike him, but get an ambulance ready too. Yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna be able to breathe when he's think, done. You think I get much air on them jumps? <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago. Rex says his money's on Nick, so I don't know which Nick. I don't, I'm assuming that Nick. All right, Rex, game on, baby. All right, so let's get, get a bike. Let's, I'm ready. Let's get a bike. All right, well, ready. I'm yep. gonna step off here and get this. We'll get uh, Mike on here and everything else. Jordan, thanks for here. cooking for us, Jordan, and uh, keep up the good work, buddy. Nick, anyway, uh, as we get the mics all set up here and ready to go, as we bring in Mike. Morning, and guys. Good morning, morning, Mike. Hey, thanks hey, for Mike. joining us and. Uh, I hear you're pretty fast on a bike, um, huh? I'm okay. You're still okay? <laughs> Nick, Nick will tell you. I'm pretty good. He's, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's just he's for, It just depends on which day, you know, dep depending on if I get a good night's sleep and my daughters don't wake me up at midnight, 2 a.m. crying, yeah. then I might ride a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, as a listener watching this and listening to you and everything else, is, is your what's the thrill, what's the uh, anxiety level like, that kind of stuff, when you fire that bike up? And let's first talk about your bike. How big a bike is it? Uh, right now it's a 252 stroke. It's honestly it's my dad's bike because um, yeah. this whole program came together the last minute in October when we were talking with Jay. So we had the bike delivered from California to Kansas, and then uh, from Kansas it went to uh, Chuck and David from Redline, and and they're basically taking the motorcycle from race to race. Sunoco Fuels supplying the gas, and Hoosier Tires are doing my my tires at the races. Doing tires at the races. So we kind of made it all work, and like I said, it was. Uh, it was kind of like a last minute deal, but we made it work and here we're here now and kind of, you know, like your question was the excitement, right? I mean, for me, I'm a 35 year old man with two kids and a wife. Like for me, I just love being at the races and that yep. jitteriness and that excitement, like in the butterflies in the stomach. I still get it to this day when I'm sitting on the gate and I know I'm rubbing elbows with 20 year olds and 21 year olds. And I'm like, I'm, I'm coming into this first turn. I'm going to be like, I'm the baddest mofo here. I'm going to beat you to the first turn. I don't care what it's going to take. And, uh, you just, are the whole shot King. You, just, you do have that. Uh, you do have that. I'm pretty good at him. That's for sure. Even though last night I didn't get a great start and the, the first one, I kind of spun, but the second one I made up for it and uh, it was almost the whole shot. So, well, I heard you kind of, uh, kind of waxed them up pretty hard. So, uh, not trying. I mean, yeah, it's not easy when you're racing against kids that are, you know, barely out of their teens. You know, they're full mm -hmm. of piss and vinegar, and they don't care. <laughs> they're, they're, they're no just, they're no just, fear. They, no fear at all. They just want to go for it. I yeah, no fear. It. Yeah, just send it. I know what you mean about those butterflies. With my son racing, we on dirt track, and uh, every time we go out for a heat race or we go for a feature, or whatever it is, I got them same jittery butterflies, nervous as heck, and yep. the twitches going on, ready to go, but nervous and everything else too. So I was just curious how your thrill of that is still at 35 years old, yeah. and it is. It's still there. That's just a love and breathe you have for this sport. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've learned to understand my body and learn to take deep breaths right before the gate, keep myself calm, keep the heart rate low. Because as soon as that gate drops, the adrenaline goes up and the heart rate goes right to like 180, 190. It's yeah. on. So let's talk about that. I mean, you talk about your body and stuff being a 35 year old. Do you have a routine? Do you have a, can't run, no running, no, no running. Knees can't take it for sure. So for yeah. me, you know, being my age, I got to do a lot of mountain biking, which is nice and rowing and the rowing, rowing, rowing really. is probably, if anybody's ever done rowing knows that those are like literally like the devil. Yeah. Although doing the rowing will make you a fit 
athlete really quickly. Because that's where a lot of your stuff's at with the handlebars and everything else, too, is right up here. It's yep, your upper body, right? All in your upper body and chest. Obviously, the core, too. You okay. know, keeping the core nice and strong. But you also have – it's the whole package. Legs, back, core, arms, chest, shoulders. It's it's not just one thing. It's the whole body. You know, and for me, like I said, like I, I, like I said, I'm 35 years old. So the least amount of impact that I can have on the body, the better. Where the rowing for me is like – instant like i i really see, i see performance and results from it instantly so what i do is i do the four times four which is a four minutes rowing a thousand meters four times with four minute rest that's it and i tell you you'll be completely smoked so you do a, a thousand meters you do not are go, you doing this on a machine or what are you the doing? rowing machine okay so you're on a sitting rowing machine and you're pulling back and forth back and forth and you're doing it for four minutes wide open. So my heart rate from my age, I think is like 182, 185 right in there. Yeah. And I'll get my heart rate to 190. So really? I'm, I'm going above heart rate max for my age. Four on, four off, four times. <clears throat> four times. I call it four times, four times, four. So four times. Is that daily? No, no, no. I do this w- once, maybe twice a week. At once the or mo- twice a week. At the most. Because anybody who does it knows that your heart rate goes that high. To recover from something like that takes a couple days. So you can't do it progressively every day so what about doing maybe say four minutes and not so hard or whatever just to still try to you got to in, in racing here at arena cross you got to go all out got to go there, all out there is no such thing as you know going 70 percent or 80 percent i get you that can, on the race that's the guy that's in six correct 100 right? if you're yeah. going 80 percent, you're in fifth yeah yeah i mean with the workout i understand racing you got to be on the game now go 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 yes sir from that part but i didn't know if a workout you could do a say two minute thing or something like that to help you or whatever but again i'm not an expert on the workout and everything else either in in racing it's all about high intensity yeah all about high intensity the guy who can sustain the longest with the high intensity is the guy that's going to win. Okay, so I'm going to throw another thing at him. What about your diet? What do you eat? Do you have a strict diet? Do you not? I'm or? pretty big on fruits, vegetables. Steak uh, and eggs. Uh, I really don't hardly ever have steak. Really? So, so here's kind of, and this is how it was kind of told to me years ago. Think of your stomach, right, as a blender, right? You put banana in there. You put an apple, strawberries, right? The blender is going to go fast. You put potatoes, you know, that kind of stuff, like, like rice, it's gonna start slowing it down, right? The 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 rotation of the the blender is not gonna go, right? Then you put a steak in there. You put something big, heavy, right? That blender is gonna be like, it's gonna be hardly going. So for me, I try to always stick with like uh, fruit, vegetables, um, salmon, chicken, stuff that's good for the body, not too heavy, and uh, and especially on race day, like I hardly ever eat at all because when you're going out there pushing as hard as we are. The last thing you want to do is have like a, a belly full of food and then you're going to go 190 heart rate. You're going to feel almost sick and want to throw up. So, yeah. Yeah. So not much during the day before the race. Correct. Yeah. It's very light. And I bet you're drinking like a drink lots of water to stay hydrated. Yeah, all just the stay time. constantly, aren't you? From yes, that part. Sir. And I think that's where a lot of racers and stuff, too. I watched, uh, you know, I watch a lot of different types of racing and stuff, too. And I watched the deal the other night where a guy. Hadn't raced in about a year, got in the car and everything else like that. And he ran a heat race and he come back out of the heat race. And I mean, he just, and he won, but he just wore out. He's sweating. Spent. and It's because he was so out of shape. Yep. He just hadn't yep. got himself back into the game and everything else like that. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, uh, you know, we look at a basketball player, a football player, or, you know, those kind of players, and they, they're called the athletes. They don't realize racers. And I don't care what racing you're doing from the motocross to dirt track to drag or whatever, how much of an athlete they are too, on top of what it takes. Hundred percent. You got to be in shape in any 
form of sport that you're doing, like you said, football, basketball, soccer, like you, you yeah. those guys are running for nonstop for an hour, hour and a half. Like yeah. you have to be in fit, competitive uh, condition. Like you can't just be out there thinking that you can go race with the world's best riders and roll off the couch and just go do it. It's not going to happen. And if, you, and if you do try, you're going to end up getting hurt pretty bad. So yeah. guys, uh, we got a phone call on the line here. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Larry. Larry, you're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Yeah, Phil, I got a 2008 Lexus GX470 V8, and I am fighting an emissions problem on that thing. It is just really weird. Um, when you pull a code, he's talking about those uh, exhaust gas switching valves, and I've checked every, I've checked every one of those. The electrical parts good. The vacuum is there, and that that check is going to you know, come on like in the fall, late fall, and it'll be off till maybe late spring, and all of a sudden it just goes away, and it'll be good for four or five months. And just like there's some barometric pressure thing going on and messing with me, I don't know, but it's just weird. Yeah, we need to take a look at it anyway, Mike. To let you know, this show started. Back in 04 as a call-in show for what's ailing your car and that kind of thing. And we just branched just show into so many different things and different places we go to entertain more people and stuff like that. So Larry calling in here with his car <laughs> question. That's what the show started as. But it's still fun to take those calls and, and try to help them out, right? And, yeah. and help them those out with their cars. Those are people that don't know something about their car, and you're you are yeah. the experts that that's why they're calling. Yeah. So anyway, basically, <laughs> yeah, he's right. So anyway, what yeah. we need to do there is is we need to. You know, a lot of people have what they call code readers and read the codes and then try to diagnose it off of that, Larry. But we need to get a scanner in there and really get the pinpoint code of that of that problem and then get the trouble tree out and, and diagnose exactly what's happened and try to figure it out. But I'm going to bet what you're telling me, a come and go kind of a situation you're fighting there, whatever. You've got a connection problem somewhere is what I bet we're going to come up with. Yeah that's loose that okay. you can't find or whatever. But uh, I want to add a diagnostic yeah. onto your package where we'll get that Lexus in. And again, all the listeners out there, we don't just work on new Fords or used Fords. We work on every make and model out there with our technicians and stuff. So love to get Lexus sure. in there, put a diagnosis on there, figure out exactly what's ailing that thing. And uh, I still bet we're going to find a connection problem somewhere that that thing is actually uh, got a loose connection somewhere when you're saying it's intermittent yeah. like that. Hey, Phil, yeah. there's a reason okay. why he's calling you and not me about his life. <laughs> <laughs> You're right yeah. about that. So, Larry, Thanks, well, thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. You guys have a good day. You too. Yeah, bye. So anyway, yeah, that's how this show kind of started. It was a call-in show to fix your car if you didn't understand whatever. And then as this racing world came into play, we'd take this and uh, we've been all over this show i've even been to bristol motor speedway with the show uh done it there we've been uh god i can't think of all the places we've the been chili bowl just did the chili bowl pri we've yep. been all over with everything else too from that part so, so i got a, i got a cool little car actually back home in florida where i live in by jacksonville a little 76 corvette stingray that's oh, my, there you that's, go that's my baby there you go uh, it's got a little stroker engine in it i got the brakes brake lines all redone I got yeah. the interior all done with the 800 on the seat, so it looks nice and sweet. Very cool. I figured you were probably with that Jacksonville hat on there. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> so, we, so We came close to winning last yeah, week. Yeah, you did. Uh, you got close. I, I'll be honest. The Kansas City, you know, 100% deserved it, and I give him credit. Jacksonville played their heart out, and, uh, you know, it came down to, you know, just a couple little plays here and there that could have maybe turned the tide, and Jacksonville maybe have been able to win, but – at the end of the day, if you look at the overall score of the, the games on last weekend on Saturday, Sunday, we were the closest game in points. 
yep. to winning uh, versus any other team. And that's what I'll bring to the attention, too, is what's happened in our sporting world today. And just like you said, too, is it's one play or two plays that could have changed the whole outcome of that game. Yep. And the average play is like three seconds. Yep. So if you figure out they're putting in three seconds per play and think about six seconds could have changed a winner or a loss. Think about on the same thing on the racetrack. Just yep. a split second of a curve right, hit the throttle just right, hit the brake just right, the right jump, whatever, can change the game. Well, in that's the thing about dirt bikes, right? Good riders, they practice their craft until they get it right. Yeah. Great riders practice it until they can't get it wrong. And, oh, that, hey. and that, for me, like, I go out there and I perfect it until I can't get it wrong no more. Okay, so you have you followed this whole series wherever it's been so I've far? been doing the whole series. The whole, whole series, cool. From the beginning. So... During the off time, what do you do to keep besides your rowing and everything else like that? Do you ride? Back do you home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got probably got your own track, maybe yes, or something. Sir, yep. I bet you probably do. Yeah, I've yeah. been racing professional since two thousand four when I raced against Carmichael and Wyndham and James Stewart, all the, the big I remember Carmichael's name, yeah. Yeah, I was on the podium. Actually, I got a record that Ricky doesn't have. Oh, which very cool. Is I was on the podium at sixteen years old, three months. And he never did that as a 16-year-old. Very cool. Very so that's good. kind of a cool stat that I got that he doesn't have in his, in his big, <laughs> big record book. <laughs> yeah. So we've got uh, we've got another caller on the line. Uh, so we'll go back to the phones, and uh, this this uh, calls for you. So oh whatever boy. Doug has going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you're on live with Under the Hood. Sorry, but wait. Go ahead. That's okay. Good morning, guys. Enjoy the show. I've got a question um, about higher octane gas. Is it uh, necessary to uh, you know pay the extra few pennies or whatever to get to the higher octane gas in your everyday car, or does that really not make a difference? Well, here's my opinion on that situation is every engine needs a certain octane, just like in Mike's race bike and stuff like that, too. He Can he put a different higher octane in it and stuff like that, too? Sure, he can. But the deal with it is if your engine doesn't need that octane, it can't burn it. So if you put that higher octane in it, it can't burn it. Guess what it does? It turns it to carbon, and it eventually will build more carbon and stuff inside your engine. So you need to find out what octane that your engine uses, and that's what it needs. And years ago, back when we had the carburetors and, and electric, uh, different kinds of points and condenser and stuff, you could put higher octane fuels in them, and that would change stuff. But not today with the computers we have on board, and the manufacturers made these vehicles perform as good as they can. The higher octane is not going to help you. Just look at the fuel. Most cars on the fuel cap or the fuel fuel will have a what octane is rating that you need there. Now, the only negative that might be coming of that saying that is you never know exactly what you're getting at that pump either. They might say that it's an 87 octane or a 91 or 92, whatever it might be. But that's not always the case. It's what's coming out of that hose either. But again, if you just put that higher octane fuel in it and it only needs 87 and you're putting 91 octane fuel in it, I promise you, you're just building a whole bunch more carbon inside that engine that it doesn't need. All right. Great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the show. Thanks you for the Doug. So talk about race fuel. You're running a two-stroke. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. So what kind of a fuel do you run with your bike? Right now, we have the Sunoco gas, which we're kind of it's interesting that he was just calling about that yep. because it's almost the same concept as our bike in the, the dirt bike world right too much octane is not good for the motorcycle right yep. so we're cutting it right now sunoco with the 93 so that way the bike has the oxygen to burn yep because with straight uh when we were running straight it, the bike wasn't able to breathe and it was like almost like bogging it didn't have enough yep so we cut the gas and now the bike's perfect yep that's exactly right and it's now if an engine designed it needs that because the higher compression basically what makes it need more octane correct that's perfect it's all about how much is in your engine if it's stroked or not 
and the different uh, gas is going to definitely uh, create uh, a chamber for the bike if it doesn't work or not. Yep, exactly. So it's it's a crucial deal. And, uh, you know, like I said, years ago, when we had the carburation and we could adjust timing and all that kind of stuff and everything. And they came out with the higher octane fuels. Those engines back then, yeah, it would help them a little bit because the carburation and the timing and all that stuff wasn't dialed in as tight as it is now with a computer controlling that mixture that's going in there yep. and the timing that it has and all that kind of stuff, too. And that's my next question I got to you. Are your, is your bike carbureted or is it injected? Yeah. It, is car car it is carbureted. Yeah. Uh, because it, everything now is like EFI, uh, you know, all the motorcycles EFI, but being on a two-stroke, yeah, you got to be have the jets and you have to have the gas right, and the mixture. Yeah, yeah it's, it's everything. Where the four-strokes, you just get on and go. And go. Yeah. <laughs> and go. So let me <laughs> so let me ask you this, Mike. So yep. a lot of these guys that you're racing with, they're running, they're riding four-strokes. Yep. So why are you bringing a two-stroke bike to the battle? It's all I had when I was in California. So when I was in California, the team had all their bikes in Sydney, Australia for the World Supercross. And at that time, there was no option for motorcycles when Jay approached me about doing this series. And at the moment, it was like, well, I can. My dad's like, you could ride my bike. It's no problem. But he's like, when you're done with it, I need a top end. and It's going to be twenty five hundred bucks. I was like, whatever. No problem. I'll, I'll do it. So that's kind of it was it was either that or it was no. I wasn't racing at all. So do you feel like with the, you know, with the two stroke racing against the four strokes do you feel like you're at any type of advantage no. or disadvantage 100 percent disadvantage there's no way you can replace the engine braking that a four stroke has that the two stroke doesn't have because when i get off the gas right i have to keep momentum around the track and keep roll speed where the four stroke as soon as they get off the gas the engine braking is slowing them down and the immediate torque is right there immediate with the two stroke you have to build momentum you have to build it so for sure, 100%. It's a disadvantage. But you're waxing there, you know, once every day. I think. Uh, <laughs> trying. Trying well, to. But you know what? Here at the General Tire, they do such a great job. And uh, Jay Reynolds here, he puts on a fantastic show. We're here in Wichita, Kansas this weekend. And like I said, he puts on an amazing show. And anybody that's in the area, come on out. Check it out. We are racing tonight here. Uh, practice at 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock racing. And it's going to be a good time. It is going to be a good time, and uh, Mike, we're running out of time. Well, I hate so we to go to the phone. Oh, we got we another got Delbert. Yeah, Delbert's Delbert's on the call. Delbert's local, always <laughs> so, on Saturday mornings calling in and yeah, stuff. He lives yeah. down in Oklahoma and stuff. So, uh, Delbert, you're, you're live with us. Up. What's happening, buddy? Oh, good morning. This has been an awesome show, guys. Everybody involved, thank you for that. You um, bet. Mike's been good. And I was going to ask about breaking with that two-stroke, but he's already answered that question. So, <laughs> uh, that while I was sitting on the phone, that was weird. Um, anyway, I do have a break question. Okay. Uh, on my Ford Fusion. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, I had you on the video too. Um, so now on the Ford Fusion that I have, they, uh, you know, 77,000 miles have never had to have the brakes worked on. They keep saying they're good, yep. but I have noticed the rear brakes have a lot of um, lines through the uh, rotor. Um, so I'm considering going ahead and just replacing those and the rotors just because I don't think I'm going to have them shaved off just to make them better. So, um, But the problems look pretty good, and I can notice a difference in the sound of how I brake at high speeds in those brakes. So I'm wondering if that might be that... Um, lines in the uh, rotor that are causing that sound <clears throat> just a different tone not really a loud sound at all just a different tone i listen to my car every day so <laughs> yeah i get it Delbert, basically, yeah 
Yeah, and it, you, as many miles as you drive, you get used to what the car makes and sounds and makes and everything else too. But uh, you know, they've done such tremendous improvement on brakes. You know, we used to replace brakes every you know twenty thousand miles. Now you're at seventy thousand. I see guys go one hundred thousand miles. They've been having brakes replaced because they've done such a fantastic job of improving that. Well, what's happened on your rears, in my opinion, Josh, you can tell me what you think, but what happens is your front tires throw dirt back to the rears, and that's dirt that has gotten between the pad and the rotor and make those grooves and everything else inside those rear pads. And remember, you do most of your braking, probably 70% of the braking happens with your front versus your rears, and the rears aren't near as thick of a pad. And I see us replacing rears before we're replacing fronts nowadays because of how the different things have happened, what they've done with the front of the brakes and all that kind of stuff too, but that's kind of my deal you just getting dirt thrown up by throwing the front tires to the rear tires and that gets that dirt gets in there and certainly when you see those grooves i mean that affects the pad uh, rotor contact and you know that's going to perfect uh, affect the distance of uh, the ability to stop and you know change the characteristics or dynamics of how the brakes work for sure so uh you know over a long long period of time it's something that you you would want to get addressed and and taken care of so probably right now it's probably not a bad idea to go ahead and change those out you in know, the rear and yeah, get rotors in there and then maybe just the pads in the front. It, yeah, depending upon, you know, what uh, what the rotor thickness is overall and, and everything like that. But a lot of times we are able to uh, – a lot of times we are able to machine the rotors to, to make them, uh, you know, true again. It just depends on the overall thickness of that rotor. There's spec there's discard specifications okay. that we have to follow to do that. So, right, right, and I don't have the calipers to see how thick that. they are. So. Leave it to us, the experts, to take care of that for you, Bill. I think rotors aren't too expensive, so I'm just going to go ahead and change those out with some. You know, you, you see that? And uh, I'm just going to go with back brakes because they work so well. Yeah, you see that more and more on people just uh, replacing pads and rotors, and you know, I'm I guess I'm kind of an advocate of that anyways, just because when you're machining it, you're making it thinner. When it's thinner, it's going to get hot quicker, and it's just going to either rewarp or, you know, hot as heat is not, heat, you want heat away from the brakes, not in the brakes, so. Right, yes. Yes, and I've got to say, you guys, awesome show today, really. I mean, this has been educational, I did have a question that didn't get answered, but I don't know if anybody's there that can answer it. So, you know, it's, I'll, I'll, the question was, knowing why they take and cover the seats up to keep people away from all the dirt that flies up and all that, any possible, you know, engine failures or anything that comes about on these bikes um, to keep people safe, have they tried in any other arenas to maybe put up some kind of barrier to keep that from happening so people can get closer and if so, did it not work out? And that's why they still do what they do. Because I know this has been years, you know, they deal with monster trucks too, so. I'm assuming it's more for debris uh, or as far as dirt coming off the bikes and stuff is why they block off these first rows of seats around these. I mean, for sure. Yeah. And, and obviously, they don't want people to crash up into the stands. Yeah. I'm you sure. Mean, you get a C-class rider or even someone who's a beginner, I mean. They might get a little whiskey throttle, hit the berm, and go flying up. Whiskey the throttle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hit that berm and come flying through there, right? Yeah, and they, you know, you could be literally yeah. front row seats. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I know, it's how to whiskey throttle. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah and I, I do, do understand the safety aspect of it, you know. I used yep. to work out there at the EMT down there many years since I've been open, and Love that arena. Yep. Uh, it's nice. You walk around the whole thing, get around it in no time. 
I'm sure the uh, insurance company probably has a little bit of say everywhere. in it, too. <laughs> I bet they do, too. Well, yeah, well, that's probably true. But like I said, if there was some kind of barrier, they could put up like a, a thick plexiglass that the arena would keep on hand or something. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, agree. Because every arena is going to be different. But yep. Okay, we'll Gilbert. people closer. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Anyway, we're way over on time, but that's okay. So what I love about our now show, we, don't have, we can't be timed just to 10 o'clock or anything else from that part, but uh, uh, from that part. But it's going to be fun out here at Hartman Arena tonight. Michael, I can't thank you enough for being on the show yes, with us, sir. taking the time. And uh, I think I'm going to say uh, congratulations already because it sounds like you're going to wax or you know what again tonight. Cause I'm going to try. You're going to gonna try, right? There's always that little part that maybe not. But... I, I always have to remind myself on Monday morning at 7 a.m. I got to take my girls to school. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, exactly. as much as it's fun to win, it's you always. You mean he is normal. <laughs> you have and everything else because that's that's 100% you have to be protected like we were talking about earlier about just being in shape that's what's really a lot of a lot of the crashes yep exactly right thank you guys for having me on the show and thanks to Mel this has been (laughs) awesome looking forward to tonight here in Wichita anybody in the area come check us out 7 o'clock that's right come see out here Hartman Arena 7 o'clock and uh, Michael again thank you again and uh, good luck tonight be safe go kick your you know what's and have fun and I uh, hope you're in the winter circle and uh, on those Hoosier tires for us and we'll be there cheering you on and everything else too Perfect. so thank you guys thank you Mike Mike thank you very much for taking the time for us and everything else everybody jump over to the Mel Hamilton Racing Facebook page like comment share for this Haas 4x4 <laughs> sh- <coughs> RC car Everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next Saturday. Josh, who knows where we're going to be next Saturday, right? You never know. You never know. It could be the last minute deal where we're going to be out of whatever, too. All so. I know is I can't stop eating these potatoes. Well, I'm going down to get some, I'm going down to get some hot get food some instead hot of this ones. cold food yeah, is what I'm going to go, go do. Everybody, talk to you next Saturday. <laughs>